Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. came for we are here today to put the her in one hundredth and one episode because for the next hundred episodes that's what we're doing and this is our first of our hundredth (laughs) okay um i'm here with my beautiful co-host joey and Joey, I just want you to know that you are one of the few people whose phone call I would answer. Oh. Oh. One of the few. But I really appreciate that when you called me the other day, you could hear the terror in my voice. Yes. yes. And you responded very appropriately. Right. Because um, that's how phone calls are now. Yes. They... Like, if you get a phone call from someone that you usually just text with, uh huh, you're like, oh, no. Oh, what is it? What happened? I was terrified. Is everything okay? Terrified. Um, And it was. Yeah. But I, that was, like, the first part of the conversation we had to have was, right. like, everything's fine. I just want you guys to know, <laughs> when I said, hello, Joy was like, I know. <laughs> you said, and I quote, I know. <laughs> It's okay. It was like you were talking me through, like, I had just, like, fallen down the stairs and I couldn't move my legs. And I knew you were talking me through it. What was going through your mind (laughs) when I was imagining you, like, seeing my name pop up with a call. Yes. Yeah. That was exactly what happened. Yep. Was like, I stared at my phone and it said joy, but I couldn't read it. I was like, wait, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not ready for this. Uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> Whatever is on the other end of this. And you spent a good 20 seconds talking me through it. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I think I asked you, is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> because it was just like, yeah. wait. Yeah. If if it's not an emergency, then why aren't you messaging me? <laughs> right. But anyway, I appreciate that. You are one of the few people I would pick up the phone for, and also that you talked me through my moment of right. abject horror. Because in my head, somebody was calling me from your phone because you can no longer make right. phone calls. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. that was what was happening. Yeah, in my head, it's so true. Um, but you're right. I am Joey, and I'm here with my beautiful ghost number <laughs> and number. I just wanted you to know that if I'm in a, if I need to talk to someone on the phone, uh-huh, yeah, you're one of the few people I'll call. Okay. Yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's true. I will pick up. <laughs> it's very rare that I really am like a too many thoughts right now to message. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, never feel that way. Yeah. I have literally never had the feeling of 
I can't do this through a message. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had that. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. And um, I expressed this feeling on social media and people were like, I just don't understand you. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't understand you. And what is right. wrong with you? I think there are just phone call people. Yes. And then are. even in that category, there's like a spectrum. Yes. Like there are people who you just talk to on the phone. Like I never right. text my mom. I just call her. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. You know, I don't have that person at all. Huh? Mm -mm. Interesting. But there are certain people where I'll only text with them or I'll only Facebook message with them or you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like everyone has their own avenue. And then my dad insists on using WhatsApp. Some people are like that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hi We're guys. Here, We're here. Even though. Are we really here? Like we started that. We just, I've noticed like. So we used to be known for our giggling and now we're known for our manic <laughs> episodes. I don't know if we've just been both really tired. So when we so come tired. and sit down to the table and yeah. something funny happens, it's just it's totally overblown. the funniness is multiplied. Yeah, it's overblown. It doesn't need to be taken. Do you want to know what I was thinking yes. when I la when I did that little. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going so the the direction I was going in for the compliment was like like if you were a and then I was like thinking of a dessert kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like if you were a dessert, uh -huh. you'd be a brownie. Uh-huh. Because it's a little bit sweet and a little bit dark <laughs> and Okay. <laughs> And, no, I get it. And um, uh -huh. and food analogies are difficult. And so um, and then the last thing that I thought, which is what made me go. <laughs> and then we lost and it. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we haven't gotten Was, back to it. Since. And you're like. <laughs> just say this it. This just popped into my head. OK. You're uh, when <laughs> when someone cuts into you. <laughs> You're like the perfect amount of like gooey versus cakey. And I was like, that's not all right. It's not all right well, to have you're thoughts like that. If I was a dessert, you can talk about that's fine. Right. But what I realized was that it sounds really weird to describe to like give you those right. the descriptive word gooey. I have to say when I someone cuts into you. <laughs> well, anyway, I have had surgery. It's happened. Did you ask them what it was like <laughs> in there? No. Did any of them say gooey? <laughs> well, you know, what was disappointing was when I went to go get my wisdom teeth taken out. I wanted to see them. I was like, I grew these things. I want to <laughs> see them. So I asked the doctor before uh -huh. they put me under, hey, am I going to get to see these? <laughs> but they were so impacted. He was like, no, yeah. because they're so impacted that they like the teeth the way they were going to have to extract my wisdom teeth, clearly I go to the dentist, was <laughs> um, they were going to have to, like, cut the teeth up. They weren't going to come out whole. Right. And I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I think um, the sort of the consensus I've gotten is, like, you want to see them, mm -hmm. but you really you don't, don't want to see them. You really don't want to see them. Because they're not, like, the teeth that you can see. Right. They're not just, like, a really big version of a tooth that... You can see. that like you see when you smile. Right. They're like a little gnarly. Right. All right. Um, P.S. Have you seen trailers for the movie The Meg? 
Can we guys, talk about this? I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm so ready to see this um, stupid movie. I'm so ready for sh- any shark movie. Any shark movie. Really, any shark movie. Yes. And then just like a little part of me hopes to see Jason Statham punch a shark in the face. Not just any shark. Or like kick one. But the megalodon. Right. Which is impossible to say. Right. And not sound weird. Right. But um, I ended up, <laughs> this is my husband's fault somehow. I'm not sure how, but I know it is. <laughs> um, I ended up laying in bed on my phone, like Googling megalodon facts mm-hmm. <laughs> the other night. Oh, yeah. And that's <clears throat> how we're getting there is that we only know the megalodon existed because of teeth. That mm-hmm. they've found a hundred miles inland. Because of what sharks inland. are made of, yeah. Yes, the cartilage. Mm-hmm. A hundred. These teeth have been found a hundred miles inland of the California coast because it used to be ocean there, mm-hmm. which is crazy sauce. Right. I obviously, the Meg is going to be the worst best movie. Oh yeah, I'm hoping. Well, and the thing here's how the you get away with something like that. You know what you, you are. know. Yes. You know what you are. Yes. Um. I think it does. Yeah. From the trailer, I think yes. it knows it's a bad movie that knows it's a bad movie right. because it's about a ancient shark that doesn't right. exist anymore. Right. But I'm really excited. Yeah, That's me a too. Sidebar. Me that too. Didn't need to happen. I'm so ready for it. Dentistry, teeth, we'll megalodon. Get, yeah, we'll give you guys an update once yeah. we've seen it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are on the edge of your seats. Right. How did you guys feel about that movie? I'll never see. <laughs> tell me. It's like when people try to tell me about their dogs. I couldn't care less. Don't tell me about your dog. You're like, do you want to talk about my dog? Because <laughs> she's also not oh. that interesting. Because <laughs> she's a dog. Her name's Penny and that's it. And that's what you need to know. <laughs> okay, bye. You can pet her. She eats food. Yeah. That's it. The end. <laughs> that's all I have to say about Penny. Um, No, I really do love my dog. I just don't want to hear about anybody else's dog. That's how I feel about pets in general. Don't tell me about your pets. I I, if you want to talk to me about your pets, yeah, you can talk I'm to okay her. With it. That's what I'll do. As I will, I will just tell people, hold on with that story. Joy is our pet department, and she wants to hear this story. She fields all of our all pet, pet questions stories, and pet questions, stories. all of it. I actually have a pet question for you that someone sent in on a voicemail. Anyway, oh. <clears throat> okay, so today's topic is a little weird. Not really weird. The segue is weird because I have just, I have been wanting to talk about this forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, I, I rent cars a lot. And that means that like car rental places, they have the newest cars because they get rid of them very quickly because they get so much use. Right. So I have been driving a lot of 2017, 2018, pretty soon 2019 vehicles. And I am blown away and impressed and nervous about the technology in our vehicles. And I think it actually has a lot to do with the Christian worldview. So if you're bored, just stick around for this because I'm going somewhere. And I think it's actually really important. So a couple weeks ago, I had this car um, that when you have the driver assist on, which it just is standard on. Um, it would do things like help me drive with my teacup and my saucer because <laughs> when you are going around a corner, let's say you're taking it at 65 
it would slow you down to 60 Mm -hmm. as you're going around this corner. Like it would decide, no, this is too fast to take this corner. Right. And it would just slow you down. Um, If you had cruise control on, and let's say your cruise control is set to 65, and the vehicle in front of you is going 60, it will slow you down to 59 and keep you at a certain distance. Like without you doing anything. Not a thing. Um, there's cameras all over the vehicle. That's how um, when you like put it in reverse, it doesn't just give you, it's not just a backup camera. It gives you like an aerial view right. of your location in direct like distance from other objects as if you were like a drone looking down on your car mm-hmm. because the thing is covered in cameras. Right. Uh, another thing that is standard is that when you start, like if you get a text message, <clears throat> the screen will uh, ask you if you want the text message read to you right. and you respond audibly. You can say yes or no. And if you say yes, it will read the text message to you. If you pick up your phone to answer the text message with your hand, the text message will begin to be read to you without your yes or no response. If you begin to type and like respond to a text message, Mm -hmm. the, it will start reading it to you. Hmm. It is letting you know, I got this. Don't touch your phone. Right. Now there's a lot of really cool things about this technology. Right. And obviously we're not against technology Mm -mm. in any way. Um, I don't think that a car can drive better than me. At least the tech isn't there yet. Right. Like as of right now, the couple times in Las Vegas and Phoenix <clears throat> that um, driverless cars have been tested. Yeah. Um, there's been accidents. One person died. Like it mm-hmm. hasn't gone. <laughs> it hasn't gone well. Right. So as of right now, I can safely say I am a better driver than a car. I did not particularly appreciate when I was going around this corner that the car decided, no, you can't do this because I, I know how to go around this corner and I know at what speed I can go around this corner. And I don't appreciate that the car doesn't think I can do it because I can do it. Well, and that has to also do with um, like, will they ever be able to create a program that will be able to make the same decisions decisions as a human, like ethically, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Things like that. Like right. how how much can you take over for right. me? Isn't it important right. that a living being with a sense of morality mm-hmm. and like protection, love for neighbor? Yes. Like isn't there an extent to which like your A computer isn't capable of that? Right. Well, and it's interesting too, and what the original reason why this bothered me was because one time when I was driving one such car, I needed to I'm out on I'm out in the desert on a two lane road and there are these semi trucks that are, you know, going really slow and mm-hmm. whatever. And just the way that traffic was and the way this truck was, I needed to get around this truck. Right. Or it was not going to be safe for me. Right. There was a guy who was tailing me who was putting me in a lot of danger and I needed to get out of his way. I could not get out of his way if I couldn't go a certain speed. Right. So I was able to make the decision that, okay, I need to get around this truck and I need to get away from this guy. That's going to be the safest thing for me right now. Yeah. 
and the safest thing for him because he's he's about to hit me and this truck. He's driving so crazy. Yeah. Well, if cars were only allowed to go a certain speed, like if there was a built-in whatever, yeah. then I was going to be stuck in danger. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because the computer can't make the same. They can make a pretty good assessment, right. but it can't. There are plenty of situations where it can't make enough of an assessment. Right. Especially when you're talking about measuring risk, a 98 car behind you that doesn't have all this technology. Right. So I think exactly because of that, here's where I'm going with this. Um, We know that when the government takes things over, it's pretty intrusive. Um, I mean, (laughs) our we aren't so concerned with, I think, actual justice and and what is righteous oversight in our nation anymore and my concern is that uh we have this habit all throughout history of giving up our freedom in the name of quote safety and i think that argument i I think in our lifetimes uh not only will all cars be required to have this technology in order for the technology to be streamlined among all different brands and da 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 list one million reasons here, the government is going to require that this technology is used and they're going to own it. They're 100% going to own it. Right. The government owns the roads. They own your car. I just paid $100 to have my title. They own your car. They right. own the roads. This technology is going to be required and they're going to own this technology. And I think what that means is that... Um, This is just a pattern. I mean, if you look all throughout history, this is what people do. They give up their freedom Mm -hmm. because they essentially want the government to make them feel safe. Right. (laughs) Um, And I think in our lifetimes, we're going to see driving revolutionized Mm -hmm. because I think they, they have wanted this for a while. And this technology is really great. Yeah. It is really, really great that um, when someone, when I turn my blinker on, and someone's in my blind spot, my yeah. car lets me know and won't let me go there. Right. I think that could save a lot of lives. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I've been in major accidents. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, is that I think the government, there's there's no doubt that in the name of safety, this will all be heavily regulated by the government. Well, and there's a difference between your car doing something that helps you make a better assessment and your car making an assessment for yes. you. Yes, there absolutely is. Um, and I think, you know, people are going to be like, oh, great. You know, now you can't speed. I think in the future, uh, cops won't be out giving you speeding tickets because I, your speeding tickets are going to come to you in the mail because your car is going to already have told on you. And you know what the saddest part of that is, is we will still have the United States Postal Service <laughs> because they just can't get rid of it. Right. We will have cars that right. literally drive us right. anywhere and we don't have to do anything. Right. And you'll still receive letters in the mail. Right, right. <laughs> And so, I mean, think about it. What are what are all the things the government could do by knowing your every move, every second of your... They're going to know where you go. Right. They're going to know how fast you go there. They're going to know how often you go there. Think about this. Why in a, a godless world could there not be a tax on going certain places? I mean, there already is. There's toll roads. There's... Right. Uh, there's all kinds of places you have to pay to go. Right. How about this one? Not here in Arizona, but how about oh, there's a food so- there's a food shortage and you've already gone to the grocery store this week. Or oh, you're going to this church? There's a tax on that. 
how many times you go every week, you're going to be taxed for. They're going to know your every location, how often you go there, when they go there. I And I honestly, I realize that some people might think this is total conspiracy theory, but if you study history and if you study what we do with technology and how much technology the government owns and how much the government owns everything that we have and are, have their hands in everything that we have, I can't see any reason why the government wouldn't utilize this in, in of course, the appearance of your good. Right. Oh, this is for the greater good. You already went to the grocery store this many times this week. Right. And, oh, oh, you're a Christian? You want to go to church? There's a tax for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be taxes for going all kinds of places. And I really think they won't even need officers on the road anymore because your car is going to already have told the state what you're up what to you're doing and what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yes. And how about this? Everything I say in my car to my car, like when I, when I'm driving these cars, I can only, they know text. what audible books you listen they to, know what you they listen know, to, which I mean, they, they already know, know that texting. because audible. <laughs> right. I mean, this is, there's, there's going to be no privacy and I don't know that there will be a ton of freedom on the road. I think what the, what our government is in the business of doing is restricting freedom And this technology. Well, because we've outsourced everything to them. Yes. Like they don't take this the wrong way, but they really are doing the best they can. Like the, the best way they can ensure freedom is to streamline and make things all the same for everyone. Right. And that is the best they can do when you give everything over to like a nameless, faceless government that also doesn't know you either. Um, or care about you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They just need your money. Yeah. So do what they say. So the best they can do really falls pretty short. Yes. So anyway, I'm just, when I'm driving these cars, I'm just trying to think like into the future. I'm like, this tech is incredible. It's mm-hmm. amazing what our phones can do. It's amazing what our cars can do. It's amazing how our phones and our cars now work together. Uh, but when the government owns this technology and I'm trying to send a text message... The government now owns my text message. Right. They have my information. Yeah. Like there's nothing that they're not going to have. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, it just got me thinking about like the difference between, you know, most creation is a good thing. Just mm-hmm. like the internet isn't sinful. It's what people do on the internet that's sinful. This technology isn't sinful. It's what people do with this technology that's sinful. Right. Um, so the argument I'm making isn't like, oh, we should repudiate driverless cars. Although I have no idea how this could possibly be checked except through just God granting repentance (laughs) upon our nation and giving us just overseers. I mean, unless that happens, um, I think driving is going to change incredibly in our lifetime. But anyway, the whole reason I wanted to bring that up is because we've just kind of been talking about like, uh, when we were talking about privilege, we were talking about justice. And now every time I drive these cars, I'm thinking about how unjust, I think the unjust hands this technology is going to be in. Right. Um, And I've just been thinking a lot about how God in his infinite wisdom, he is just, and you know, the, the judge of all the earth does right. And I'm thinking about how his, like the kind of laws that he makes are not tyrannical and they're not unjust. Like they're actually really 
loving. Like mm-hmm. ultimately the 10 commandments were love God, love neighbor. Um, and because God is good and he is just, and, and the law reflects that goodness and that justice and his character and we as his image are supposed to reflect that goodness and that justice and that character that there are these moral implications that we face every day in our lives and because the entire bible is the word of god then what he set forth in the old testament is sufficient and of mm-hmm. use to us today um I just wonder how often like are when we're facing anything in our lives, are we wondering what God has to say about it? What his law has to do with it? Like, is that the standard that we love? Like the psalmist did. Is that the standard we hold ourselves to? Like Jesus did. Like what is our right standard? Um, does that make, do I connect yeah. those at no, all? No, it totally makes sense. Okay. It totally makes sense. Okay. Um, what I, I mean, I think that we've obviously, I think the definition of government has changed as yes. well as our perception of it. If you purely go based off of, so today for us, if we were to form a definition just based off of our experience, our life experience, we would say that the government is an institution that takes care of poor people, that makes sure we have roads, that make... Education. Yeah. And so to do that, we give them a portion of our money Mm -hmm. that they set. That they decide, yes. And then... And um, they decide how much our money is worth. Right, right. and they spend frivolously (laughs) well you know um but so that's a pretty except from all my little side commentary there that's a somewhat innocuous definition of government but sure um originally even when this country was founded and we started our american government system Mm -hmm. um it would have been a drastically different there, the government wouldn't have just meant the big guy that takes care of all of us. Right. Um, obviously, um, God would have been the ultimate government. He, um, right. He, he, uh, and then he gives limited authority or Correct. sovereignty Correct. to other spheres of government. Correct. So the original obviously the big the big sphere would be that god governs everything he is the authority um and he is responsible for like he is his other job that's not how i want to say it but i think he gets the point across is provision for his people his creation um and then next would have been self-government which mm-hmm. is something we have lost a lot of. Yeah, our own um, moral responsibilities for right. ourselves. Yeah. yeah, which the standard for self-government would be the scripture. Yes. Um, and that is how you would you would renew your mind. That is how you would teach yourself. That is where you would find the principles that you need to govern yourself efficiently. Yes. Then we would have the family. 
same rules apply. Yes. Bible. Right. <laughs> then you have the church, same rules apply. Bible. Right. And then you have a state or civil government or a magistrate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something that has, again, limited authority um, to take care of certain things. Yes. Um, and so that's how it originally would have worked. Unfortunately, now what we see is all of those kind of disappear um, and the magistrate eclipses everything, including Yes, including God. God. That's right. That's right. Because men will either choose to be governed by God or end up with a tyrant. Right. So you see that happen in first Samuel. I mean, you see that happening today. You see that happening in first Samuel eight mm -hmm. when the Israelites were like, give us a king, give us a king. And God was like, right. okay, you're denying me. The, the king that you're going to have is going to own all your stuff. Watch everything right. fall apart. Yeah. Um, and you can see when this happens in societies and most societies will in their own way strive to conform to a law right or to even to god's law you know most societies are like hey murder is bad right hey rape yeah, is we, bad like what when you think of and it's it's so interesting because you come to that conclusion when you apply the biblical standard to all those spheres of government you still come up with murder is bad yes. like even with the individual things yes. if you're as long as you're pointing back to the scripture yes. and the law that is written on your heart yes. um you will always come back to murder is wrong right theft is wrong however when it's not based on god's standards right. all of that ends up getting messed up because our country says murder is bad but unless you're x y and z like you're a baby in the mother's womb then it's not bad right so the choice still remains between god's law and man's law and if no if like god's law isn't recognized above the law of the state then essentially man's laws become absolute and there is when when man's laws become absolute in supplanting god's law there is no holding back the totalitarianism that's coming from right. for you yeah well and there's a variety like in the even in the bible they may not be labeled as um, anarchist governments or mm -hmm. uh, autocratic governments or mm -hmm. but there are plenty of examples of governments where those spheres that I talked about mm -hmm. are messed up where mm -hmm. you you give too much authority to one sphere mm -hmm. or no authority mm -hmm. to God's sovereignty and provision yep. like and um, they're there I have examples we yeah. have Deuteronomy 12 eight. give us examples do um, that first Samuel which you already yep. talked about mm -hmm. uh, first Kings 21 mm -hmm. 1 through 16 yep I have some of these too. That's funny. Um, I mean, like we're talking everything, like communism, bureaucracy. Uh -huh. Yes. We're talking about of it. everything. Yes. It's already in there. There is nothing new under the sun. Right. It's not like uh, God's law and the principles that come from it mm -hmm. and the case law mm -hmm. are outdated. No, they're because not. Because it's all in the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's yes. all in there. There isn't, it may not be called what we call it now. Right. But this is um, the improper... Mm -hmm. improper authority and sovereignty given to the wrong spheres yes fails fails every time and yes. god judges the nations for it yes and so we aren't arguing that 
Okay, well, just number one, God did not exempt the Gentiles or any of the nations around Israel from his law. So a lot of people will say, well, you know, we can't, we can't legislate Christianity or or whatever. Right. But you never see in scripture at any point, anyone saying like, like God held the countries around Israel to his standard. Right. There wasn't anyone who was like, was like, oh, well, I haven't really sent anyone to you yet. Right. So it was you like, don't have no, to. No, no, no. These people are sinning. Go. You know, he sent right. prophets to go give them his expectations. Um, and you can hear that in the story of Sodom. They were called to repentance. And Nineveh was called to repentance. Now, both uh, nations responded differently. But nonetheless, um, the over and over in scripture we see that uh, so proverbs sixteen twelve says it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness well what's wickedness well it's breaking god's law right so the argument it, it's a it's a bad argument <laughs> to say that well that's just the old testament and blah 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 we can't hold people accountable to that today we should say I think make the differentiation so people don't think we've gone completely off the rails. Right. Um, that there are certain aspects of the old covenant that we are not held to today. Um, the standing laws, uh, God gave, you know, these localized imperatives commands for specified use in certain situations. Um, uh, an example of that would be that, um, we no longer need to go to war to gain the land of Palestine. Right. <laughs> um, that's not an enduring requirement for us today. Well, and that it that would apply. Like there, there are laws that we would currently have today that may not be specifically like addressed, but the principle is there. Yes. And so they're not outside of, we're not saying that like, oh, just everything that's specifically mentioned in there. There's plenty of like, Yes. Principle the based principle, yes. things. Yeah. So one of those examples, the the obvious one. Which is would why be, he preserved it for us. Right. <laughs> so the, the cultural details might be different, but the principle is the same. Such as the flying right. the flying axe head. Uh so oh, if yeah. you mm-hmm. if you're out chopping wood with your axe, which most of us are not doing today, right. And the axe flies off and accidentally Which also kill doesn't someone. happen because everything's like made to safety <laughs> specifications. Right, 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 right. I mean, it, I'm sure right. it does. So God, I'm sorry if you've ever been hit by an accident. <laughs> we weren't coming after you, I promise. So God, but the point is, is that God's law makes a distinction between accidental man, somebody getting harmed in that right. situation and the difference between an ax head flying and hitting you and you coming up to someone with an ax and hitting right. you. Now, the, the principle is the same, even though that cultural de- detail is not right. really relevant in our American context so much. Yes. Well, and I also want to use that to say that not neither of us are law scholars. No. And that's fine. Yes. We're not claiming to be that. Um, there, If you have like a question in your head right now... Th- there are people that, that could are answer better. it very well. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> This is this is something that, I mean, the the law. It was written in a specific time. Some of it is easier for us to decipher the principle out of. Yes. Um, but a lot of it is 
Like it's not, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying do study the law. Yes. Uh, just know that we're not even like scraping the surface of it. No, here. not even close. Yeah. And there, there's so much good stuff in studying the law. And, and I love that. Like I was thinking today, like when I was reading about this stuff this week, getting ready to talk about it, like I was so happy. Right. Like I felt like I understood. There is something invigorating about it. Yeah. Because in it, we find consistency in it. Yes. The, the law just is like this shows mirror that shows God for what he is. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, great. There are entire Psalms about loving the law of God. Right. And I was well, like, that's what I mean. Like if you, if you reject old Testament law, stop reading Psalm 119. Yeah. Stop you reading can't. it because it doesn't apply anymore. Right. It doesn't mean anything to you. And we do want to be clear that obedience to God's law is not how you gain your justification. Yes. Um, we do not believe that at all. But your justification and your sanctification will bring you to a place where you do love God's law and you want to obey because yeah. you have been justified and you are being sanctified. Um, and I also want to say that studying the law, loving the law, saying this is the best, sta God's standards are the best standards is not the same thing as saying I want to impose God's law by force upon this nation to bring in the kingdom because right. the kingdom is going to be brought in by the gospel changing hearts, changing nations, evangelism, preaching, uh, faithful churches, uh, God, his regenerating spirit, that, is what's going to make people change and the nations change and a love of God. Right. It is not forcing the, the commandments and the Mosaic law upon nations. I right. just want to like leave that caveat in case someone is hearing that. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Um, our concern I think is more with a standard of political justice and are Christians really concerned uh, with the fact that God's, He transforms lives. And, and if God has spoken and said who we are and how we should be, then that has implications for every area of life. And I don't think that ignoring what God says is just because it's harder to work through these issues than to just do what looks just or mm -hmm. looks kind. Um, I don't think that's honoring to God. I think that when we look to the world standards for anything, and we talk about this when it comes to feminism, when you look at the world standards and attempt to extract goodness out of those, when you've already been given the best that there is through God's word, I think that um, you're really, number one, you're missing out on a feast right. of truth and goodness and a standard that's well, unchanging. Well, it might be for a fairly, no offense, silly reason. Sure. Like fear. Yes. Not feeling like you're smart enough. Yes. Uh, laziness. Yes. Um, again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this to anyone specific. Right. And I could say it to myself. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, sometimes we miss out on the feast just because. There's crumbs under the table that look nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And if we really believe that every scripture is inspired by God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, in order that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work, like Second Timothy says, um, if we deny that this has anything to do with justice or politics or how government should be formed, then I don't think we're really believing that. Well, I'm sorry, but like, well, and in second, second Timothy is all about self-government and church government. Yes. (laughs) That's like, that's new Testament. And those are those spheres right there. Yes. Like he didn't just forget about it. Right. Like he, he still, okay. So it didn't look as law ish. Mm-hmm. And it's not as boring as the law. So I, yes. sorry to all you lawyers. I love you. And you, you have, <laughs> you have a level of dedication and discipline that I, I don't apparently have. don't have Yes, just for taking the bar. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, so it's still, mm-hmm. you like God still gives you instruction on your level of authority within the sphere that you're operating in. He didn't yes. stop doing that in the old Testament. Yes. And we are told that as Christians, our duty is to, what is God doing with us? He's making us more and more like Christ. Well, what did Christ do? Christ fulfilled the law. Right. Well, what is the law? The law is a reflection of God's character. So if Jesus never sinned and never broke a law, he did not come to abrogate the law in any way. And he tells us that in Matthew five, or is it six? I should have written that down. Um, He didn't abrogate anything in the Old Testament. And he even says that, you know, every stroke of the law uh, will abide until the passing away of this world. Um, Every one of God's ordinances, we're told, is everlasting. Um, All of these things are true. But the important thing is that the, the obedience for the Christian comes from the heart because you might never murder someone and you might never commit adultery Mm -hmm. and you might never steal, but Jesus makes the distinction in, in the Sermon on the Mount that if you've looked with lust, then right. you have you have committed adultery. Yeah. And I think the ultimate why is that because when you steal, when you commit adultery, you are not properly imaging God. Yeah. Because God doesn't steal and God doesn't commit adultery and God isn't covetous and God isn't all these things and God is due his honor. Um that the ultimately you are lying about the character of God when you're living in, you are his image and right. you are not imaging him, imaging him. You're doing the opposite. Um, and so I think that, I mean, just like when I think about these things, it like grows me and it sanctifies me and it like prepares me to come face to face with just all of the junk that the world offers. I mean, the world's idea of justice is so fake and so empty and so vapid and so meaningless. I mean, well, and honestly, it's operating outside of its authority. Yes. Yes, it is. That's right. Like it's violating mm-hmm. the law in that way. Like it's violating God's sovereignty by saying like, oh, I have more authority than you. Right. And the reason why it's doing that is because we said, oh, I'm going to outsource my self-government. I'm going to outsource my right. family government my church government and i'm just gonna have you do it for me right i mean think about it uh what is the just punishment i don't know if you know this off the top of your head i didn't until a little bit ago what is the just punishment given in that god gives for someone who steals um i think it's i might be remembering this wrong so you can fill in any of the blanks 
um, you would need to pay back. Why do I want to say three times, two times? <laughs> you pay back what was owed times an amount and then any other, like any like labor that would have been lost, like any money that would have been lost because of, a piece of equipment was right. stolen right. or whatever. Right. Well, what do we call justice now? Someone steals and what happens? And then you pay for the rest of your life for them. They go or, to jail. Yeah. Not, you I mean, not steal, for the rest of your life right. stealing, but. You still don't have the thing that they stole. Right. And you are now footing the bill right. for them to be held in prison. Well, and if your homeowner's insurance or something. Uh-huh. Uh, goes up. Cover, well, covers that theft. Like sure. you paid for that insurance also. Right. So I have to pay for insurance in case someone else decides to not be self-governing. Right. So that <laughs> I can afford to keep having a television or whatever. Whatever they stole. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but we don't even second guess these things. Right. But doesn't, but God in his infinite wisdom said, no, if you steal, this is the proper punishment. And remember when we talked about abuse, we talked about how the focus of God's law. Right. Is making the victim whole. Right. The restoration of the thing that happened. Right. But now we don't forget you victim. Now you can pay for this perpetrator's right. sins. By now it's perpetrator. You better feel bad and change your ways. Right. And now we're we, going to tell we you how all, to self govern. Right. We put all this money into hoping that we can re rehabilitate the perpetrator, but we're trying to rehabilitate nothing because we're not using God's standards. They right. don't, the prison system doesn't look at someone who now loves God's law as someone who's re rehabilitated. Right. They want, they want to program them and quote reform them right. and no justice has happened in America. If someone steals something from you and goes to jail, no justice has happened. You are still a victim. You have not been made whole. You're going to be paying taxes to pay for this person to eat for however long. Right. And you still don't have your thing. Yeah. We have no grasp right. on what justice is mm -hmm. at all. No, it's, and so it's hilarious how often we end up talking about justice. We don't even know what it means. Right. And I think Christians are afraid of looking to God's law for the standard a lot of times because, you know, there's a lot of like weird, wacky people who um, abuse God's law and come up with these weird ideas about um, they turn into legalists or just like really strange people that you just want to really un quickly unfriend on Facebook and we're not going to be those people. Um, but we do believe that God's law is for every area of life. And uh, ultimately, if you, when laws that are autonomous, when they're uh, freed from God, come to govern a people, uh, the justice that they try <laughs> to put in place is vain. Right. And it ends up being brute force of whoever's in charge. Um, and the word justice becomes meaningless. And I think that's where we're finding ourselves today. Right. Agreed. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I know you pulled a lot of information from By the Standard. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and recommend volumes one and two of God and Government by Gary DeMar. Okay. Uh, it's actually I've i love god and government it has like an information mm -hmm. passage mm -hmm. and then you answer questions and it off it has like verses that go along with the questions it's not 
to me, it's not terribly difficult to read. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you just go through. Yeah. Volumes one. Yeah. And then two. Yeah. Um, it's a. I just think it's a. I wouldn't know what I know without that. Without it. Yeah. And it's like not so intimidating. It's two like regular sized volumes, and then you get to fill in answers. It has you look up verses, so it's like That's helping helpful. you learn. Right. Right. So think critically. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Bonson. Um, yeah. And anything not, from Bonson is yeah. just. I am not a theonomist, but I love Bonson and I love his love for the law. And I think that um, ultimately just some of the stuff that we talk about all the time is like, OK, yeah, that's cool. But like, what's God's standard? Because right. that is the most important thing. And yeah. I am willing to engage all day long with all kinds of differing beliefs and philosophies and all that stuff but what has never ever 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 failed is that god's standards are the best right and they won't ever fail and scripture promises you that do you believe it i feel like that should be a song (laughs) it probably is somewhere (laughs) hey you had a feminist of the week oh i do do tell okay so there's this restaurant in new york city okay called ducks eatery okay they have a new item on the menu and it's called I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Watermelon ham. What? So it looks just like a smoked ham, but it's a watermelon. <laughs> Ew. So a chef smokes the watermelon okay. for eight hours. Okay. And then it marinates in a brine. Okay. For four days. This is making me a little sweaty. (laughs) I don't think I'm into this. Okay. Um, So the reason why it's our feminist of the week is because what? A watermelon is a watermelon and a ham is a ham. And stop pretending that that's not the case. I would try it. I absolutely want to try it, except for probably cost like a month's salary. Right. (laughs) And but and you know what I do? I'll give them a little bit, which is that they do call it a watermelon ham. But neither one can be the other. <laughs> what are these people in and New York up to? <laughs> I mean, it looks really delicious. And I mean, I guess so. The This is the most important question you can ask yourself about this. Okay. Is when you eat regular watermelon, are you okay with there being salt on it? I am not a watermelon salter. Okay. No. So if you don't like it, if you don't like watermelon with salt, you probably aren't going to like this. Okay. It sits in a brine, which is mainly salt water mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> for four days. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's smoked. I'm not into it. <laughs> so I would try it. But I know also, you would, but you're adventurous like that. Also, I mean, it really like when they slice it, they bring it to your table and they slice it and it kind of looks like a ham. Ugh. But the thing is, is you can't. Mm-mm. We know at Sheologians that a watermelon <laughs> is a watermelon. Is a watermelon. And a ham is a ham. And a ham is a ham. And I prefer ham, honestly. <laughs> just There's like steak over there in the fridge waiting for me as a snack. <laughs> That's just who I am. And it's not watermelon. If someone was like, this is watermelon <laughs> steak, you'd be like, no. Nope. Well. It's for sure not. Yeah. It's for sure steak, steak. You're like, I don't want that. I want steak. My husband has an amazing skill. He can. This is what he does. I'm like, all right, I need this chicken or this steak marinated or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, what flavors are you thinking? And I'm like, 
Mm, I'm thinking like a soy gingery. Okay, so something. like a like a sort of an like Asian, a Asian mm-hmm. vibe. And what does he do? He just like goes in the kitchen and like he gets in this zone. It's like highway to the danger zone over here, and he's like over there, like wit- pulling out the right like ratio of mm-hmm. seasoning, spices, oils. I love making other marinades. things, and it's like, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's just blah 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 blah. I didn't understand a word you mm-hmm. just said, and he knows like and, what pairs well and what yeah. is of that. Yes. Like what's going to give you that feel? Yes. And the marinade he did on the steak I have over there is like, it is so good. One of the, like, it's in my top 25 of proud things I've done. Oh, okay. Is last year for Thanksgiving, I did a turkey brine. Uh Uh-huh. And I just. You killed it. I loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I babied that thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It was good. You got it done. Mm Mm-hmm. You are a really great cook. Even though you don't eat meat, there's something about you just know how to cook meat. There's anyway. something it's about weird. spices yeah. and doing it right. I don't understand. Makes a big difference that life at all. People are like, "Why are you talking about this?" <laughs> all right, Joey. Should we tell people about that? Yeah. It's, it's um, like we, for some reason, are speaking our inside joke into a microphone. I know. For dissemination. So you're probably confused about that at the beginning of the episode. And we just like waited for forever to tell you what was going on. (laughs) You're welcome. But so uh, when we listen to our voicemails, which you can leave us a voicemail at. 470-465-0475. She knows it. Because I know the voicemail number. She has it memorized in her brain. Um, But so it does this little like voice to text. Wait, was it 470 or 404? (laughs) I think it's a seven. Four seven zero four six. It's a seven. There's a seven in it for sure. Well, there's also okay in the first in the air, in the area code. There's a four seven zero. Okay, just keep talking. Sorry. Um. Okay. So this little voice to text thing like gives you a little paragraph of what is said in the voicemail, and it's always so wrong. Google tries to transcribe your guys's voicemails, right. and they are not good at like, it. Like yelling is especially hilarious. Yeah. Um, but some t- honestly, if you read these things. You'd be like, you get a little nervous sometimes. And they make me scared. I'm right. like, do I want to listen to this voicemail? I'm a little scared. Right. So anyway, we we had a voicemail from Alex in Chicago. Yeah. Just want to <laughs> let you know that your voice to text translation gave Summer the name number and me the name Joey. So frequently, jo- Joy becomes Joanna or Enjoy because they mm-hmm. say Summer and Enjoy, and, Joy, yeah. and it becomes Summer and Joy. And I'm like, what are you guys trying to tell me to do? And just I can't read the transcriptions of the voicemails anymore. Also, like we both have names that are words, right? So Google, <laughs> get, get it, it together. together. It got Alex. It says Alex, Alex. but Summer and but Joy number was, and <laughs> number and Joey. Unless your name's not Alex. <laughs> What? I guess I should. Will I think have... it. I think it is Alex. Okay. I listened to that one. Okay. And whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of our story. That's the end of our episode. Do not forget to join us at Patreon.com/slash/Sheologians for six bucks a month. You can keep our mics on. Follow us on Facebook. Um, it's just Sheologians, and Instagram is at Have You Had Your Soup Today. I just get bored sometimes and post memes, so you're welcome. Yeah. And uh, that is going to do it for this week. Yeah. Yeah.